All right, welcome back to the EV Diaries. I'm Ben. And I'm Brent. Now, we just left off with a question about... Basically, how concerned about charging time or size of charger should I be? I mean, how concerned should I be? Because if it'll charge up in, say, 10 hours, 8 to 10 hours, that's fine with me. If, if I'm charging at night or whatever that slice of time is. Right. Okay, and we were discussing that the F-150 Lightning, uh, the, the charger that, that Ford will give you, sell you, whatever, uh, charges uh, at, uh, it's, it's a 80 amp charger. Yes. Um, so we were talking about you would need a 100 amp breaker to feed that, and it's a 19 kW. And you know it's going to charge faster um, for a lot of people's convenience yeah um, you know if, if I come home at five o'clock and after a long day I'm going to go out later plug my car in you know to charge my battery before I head back out um, we'll have to get into the why that's not a great thing yeah uh, yeah sometime um, but for, for people it's convenience. Mm -hmm. Now this, the reason the F-150 Lightning has a 19 kW charger is because they've got that extended battery pack that we right. talked about um, in the travel episode. Exactly. Which, um, you know, 500 yeah. plus miles of, of range. Right. Well, basically if, if you look at a truck with half that range, mm -hmm. you know, we charge within, you know, four hours yeah. from empty to full yeah. on a on a 40 amp charger. Yeah. Well, now they're giving you this, don't worry, you can charge right. full mm -hmm. 500 miles in four hours. Right. Well, that's great. Just, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the question then becomes, that, you know, what have you done to your electrical? Yeah. Um, uh, well, to your energy bill for one, right? Um, and then what upgrades have you had to make? Now I don't know about you, and I, actually I do. We've had this. <laughs> yeah. Okay. For me, I could probably put a hundred amp breaker in my box. Yeah. Uh, I've got a four hundred amp meter base, right. which my house is twenty years old. Nobody was putting in four hundred amp meter bases twenty years ago. Yep. And I did that on the recommendation of my electrician, yeah. who I then had to fire. <laughs> um, but he he told me, he goes, you will want this yeah. in the future. So I've got a 400 amp meter base feeding two panels, and I've got space in both panels yeah. to handle this. Um, now, your situation. I do not. Right. Yeah, I've got... I've got I have many breakers in my panel box right now because we added basically what somebody had as an old pool house and we turned it into a bathroom. And we didn't add a lot. The biggest thing that we added was a, a bathtub with jets. So that motor has a pretty good draw on it. But it's basically, you know, just plugs and lights and still, 
you know, I had to go back in with like three 20 amp mini breakers. And a mini breaker is just the same amount of amperage and they squeeze that breaker down so it'll fit. That's how, that's how crammed my panel box is. So a hundred amp breaker, we would just have to rework the whole panel, right? Right, right. Well, you think, let's, let's assume, because your, your house is probably 50 years old. It is, yeah. Um, that you've got a 200 amp meter base. Mm -hmm. You may only have a 100 amp meter base. It's 200, I do know that. Okay. I, because the, the main breaker, I had a guy check it to see if it needed to be replaced, and he was like, no, it's 200 amp. He said, it seems to be working fine to me, because I've had some electrical issues. Right. And I know just enough about electricity to be really dangerous, so I don't really mess with it that much. All right. And so in this situation, you would first need to check with the electric company and make sure your transformer's big enough to, to feed it. Right. Um, because I know... what What's what's an average transformer size for just a regular residential house? Uh, well... And, and do they usually cover two houses or three houses or one house it it, it depends right um i know that uh you'll you'll see 15 kva transformers um uh, usually we'll send a 15 kva transformer feed one house right um sometimes two because mm -hmm. it will handle two but mm -hmm. we try not to overload transformers and yeah um we have 25s and 50s out there and uh, I think I've got a 25 kVA pad mount in my backyard that feeds my house and my neighbor's mm -hmm. house. Um, we've, uh, we've got 50s that you might have three houses coming off. Right. So it really depends. And there's been, there was a progression of before putting as much on one as you can. And yeah. then there was this, it tapered down to, we're not going to load them as heavy. Yeah. And there's a sweet spot on a transformer loading. And it's, I'm so far out of yeah. transformer theory, I don't even remember how all that works. Right. There's a sweet spot. And we, we tried to keep ours less than 75% loaded. Okay. And then, um, but then you're on a, a IOU, which is a yes. independently owned yes. utility. Mm -hmm. So they're out to make profit. Yeah, they're they're probably not as conservative as we are. I would think. Yeah, they they will uh, they will do whatever they can. Yeah. To make as much money as they can right now, uh, for yes. their investors. Exactly. It's a investor owned utility. That's right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What did I say? Independent. Independent. Yeah. yeah it's an investor owned utility. Yeah. They they've got um, shareholders to mm -hmm. answer to. Yep. So, um, their approach to things might be different than, than the co-op approach. Right. And different co-ops are going to, they're going to do what they think is best for their members. Right. If it's, uh, if they can save some money for their members by loading their transformers heavy, yeah, that's fine. But if you are not careful with your transformer, you'll shorten the life of it. Like I said, there's a sweet spot and it's all, it's all part of it. Um, now that being said, um, okay, you would have to check, make sure that your transformer could handle a hundred amps of additional load. Right. All right. Got to check the size of your meter base. Right. You've got two hundred amp meter base. Yep. So a hundred amp breaker, even though you know it's only going to be drawing eighty, hundred amp breaker is half. It's half. Capacity. Yeah. And and the thing is, is like. 
I'm going to assume most of our listening audience uh, doesn't know this, but they may. Uh, each breaker's got <clears throat> multiple things that is on it. So if, if I'm doing this and I'm putting a 100 amp breaker in for this charger, I'm not putting anything else on it probably. No, it's dedicated, yes. It's only to the charger. And so then I basically have 100 amps to run the whole rest of the house. And I can tell you right now, typically your HVAC unit's going to be uh, 30 for the right. indoor unit and the outdoor unit if you have a split system. Well, that's 60 right there. So you've got 40 to do all the other. So 200 amp service is probably not going to work. Right. Right is what we're saying. Right. So, so the important thing about this, I think, is if you want to do this right and you want to look at getting an EV, you need to touch base with your either electrician and or your energy provider yeah first and i and i I think that that's you know having the conversation right uh you might have to upgrade the service wire that comes from the transformer to to your uh meter base yeah all right talk about meter base upgrade 400 meter or 400 amp meter base right now is 650 dollars yeah uh which uh, which comes out of your pocket Right, is a homeowner. You, you know. buy the meter base from from the co-op or well, we we used to sell meter bases. No more. We sell them anymore. Okay. Uh, but uh, so you've got to find one. Then you need a qualified electrician to install. Right. And hopefully, if your house is not too old, then everything inside is mm-hmm. you know, which I would assume that that's fine. Um, Typically, it's going to be right. I mean, right. I mean, it, it made it this far, right? Yeah. And you're basically just adding capacity to add something new here, right? So, um, as long as everything is is up to snuff between. Now, I'm not an electrician. I do not play one on TV, so this is my <laughs> opinion, and nothing I am saying is legally binding. No, exactly. Whatever disclaimer. Right. Check with your physician. Yeah, all that stuff. Any exercise program. <laughs> Uh, but now what what I'm saying is this is just what I would consider yeah. from from my understanding of yeah. everything. So then then you come to it's dedicated out of the box, mm-hmm. um, and in your situation you'd have to upgrade the panel box. Mm-hmm. So that means all the circuits that's there are going to have to be tied back in. Mm-hmm. To the new box, it's a lot more, a lot of labor, a lot of, a lot of labor, yeah, and uh, and you know to be on the safe side now. A lot of people aren't on the safe side, but you'd want a qualified electrician. You really, yeah, you really do uh, need one because I think that the reason I'm in this situation to begin with is it wasn't a qualified electrician that did this work originally. Uh-huh. Uh, maybe they got a qualified electrician to come back and say what the problem is and they, they did something to it to fix it for now and then let it go. Okay. So my, my mother-in-law's house, uh, I switched out some some uh, plugs in her bathroom. Yeah. Actually put GFCI in her bathroom. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what was funny was uh, her house is it was built in the mid... 70s early 80s yeah and uh, the guy that wired it was the guy that built the house and he was supposedly a master electrician yeah all i knew that he ever did was he was game warden yeah exactly okay yeah so this qualified electrician i go in and i'm 
I don't understand what that man has done. <laughs> oh my gosh! It yes, must, it must have been easier back in the day to be. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm sure it was. Uh, it, it probably is. Yeah. So, but um, it just shows you how things change. Yeah. But yeah, it it took me a while to figure out. Yep. Exactly, and you would think if I was going to switch a plug at my house, all my breakers are labeled, and there's there's a logic to how everything's laid out yeah and all i can say is that guy had a, a head full of squirrels yeah uh, and that's that's the problem i ran into it's not mine was labeled but poorly and then it doesn't like a good electrician probably lays out a house where you've got sections of the house tied back into one breaker in order right all right this was all over the place at my house yeah. No. It sounds like that's kind of what you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, that's, that's sort of. And who in their right mind labels a breaker box with a pencil? And that's no good either. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. Okay. All so, right, so that, that, that's a digression. Let's, yes. let's get back. There, there could be some considerable upgrades yes. to your your home in order to adopt an EV. Right. Now, we're not saying that to dissuade anybody. No. We're just trying to educate. Yep. Now, I was lucky because I had room in my 400 amp meter base that I really, yeah. you know, didn't want to put in at the time I put it in. Right. Um, actually, my house is 25 years old now. So, is it? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, so I had I had room and I came out just below the, uh, the meter base. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we're talking less than two feet yep. out of the meter base and installed a, um, a service mount yep. box with a dryer plug. Yeah. So then my, my charger, and we should stop calling them chargers because actually at level two, um, I got called out on this one time, <laughs> uh, a level two charger, the charger's actually on your car. Okay. DC fast charging, it's pumping DC directly. Technically, they're uh, electric vehicle ESV. Oh, gosh. I'll have to go back and look. Yeah. Yeah. um, Electric vehicle something equipment. Mm -hmm. It's an S. We'll, we'll, we'll look that up. Okay. Was, uh, it's been it's been a while. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, it's a EVSE. Okay. Okay. Um, the charger's actually built into the car, mm-hmm. so when you plug in, you're plugging in your AC and it's converting. I see. Charging. Yeah. Yeah. So it's 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 a technicality. Everybody calls them chargers, but yeah. that's not uh, yeah. exactly what they are. Um, but getting back on point, um, uh, mine, mine's right there by my breaker box, yeah. and it, it plugs in, mm-hmm. so if I ever move, I can, and a lot of... Yeah, you can take it with you. A lot of new construction, people were putting in 40 amp breakers feeding a, a dryer plug, Yeah. Uh, because you can, when you order your, your charger, yeah. Uh, you can actually specify the, the pigtail that's on the end of it. So anyway, okay, so let's let's move on. We've talked about um, the significant upgrades that you may or may not have to make. Yep. Uh, 
to your home um, just to charge. Of course, the, right now the F-150 Lightning is the extreme. It is. Um, I know that uh, Tesla is offering a bigger charger. I think that you might have needed a 60-amp breaker really? as opposed to a 40. Um, but Yeah. Yeah. In, in other words, too, what, what we hope you get out of this section of what we're talking about is do a little bit of research on your home and with your utility provider before you jump in and buy an F-150 Lightning, for instance. Because if you want a negative experience and you want to hate an EV, go buy one and then try to figure out how to charge it at your house and it ends up costing you an extra five grand, you will hate the EV process. So we want you to be prepared for some of these things that you may have to do, you may not have to do. Um, as Ben's situation is completely different than mine, uh, if he went out and bought a full-bore EV right now, then you just plug in. Whereas I have to do maybe a significant panel upgrade through a master electrician. So it's going to be different for everybody. All right. Uh, so let's let's move on from this part of the presentation go to the, the next okay uh, the next part they talk about and this is something I just skim over um, they have projections of adoption rates and if they get and this is all by 2030 so we're talking seven years out six and a half if they get a 30% adoption rate that means they feel like there'll be roughly 93,000 EVs on the road in in their service territory if they get a medium adoption rate, which is 12%, that's 37,000 EVs. And then if they get a low adoption rate, which is 5%, it's around 16. So what they're doing is they're going to take that and they're going to try to forecast uh, where they're going to be at and plan for that is why, is right. why they're giving us those stats. Um, the next thing they did, which is really interesting because it ties back to what we talked about with our long trip episodes, uh, is they took a typical rural driver at 20,000 miles per year. Okay. Let's say you drive your vehicle 20,000 miles yeah, per year. I don't want to drive 20,000 miles a year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So they, they broke that down into a car, a minivan, or a pickup as far as size. Their estimated annual energy usage for the car was about 4,620 kWh. Okay. That should equal an increase of around 20, 29.3% increase of energy usage for the year. How, how many kilowatt hours was that? Uh, 4,620. That's 620. Mm -hmm. uh, on our system, that's uh, $415.90. Okay. Uh, for, of course, that's before taxes and surcharges. Right. Yeah. And so on this particular uh, co-op, it's uh, $609.24 for the year. Okay. So you can see, well, I'll go ahead and brag on us a little bit, not just our co-op, but Kentucky is one of the best places to live as far as utility rates. Um, right. And that's, in comparison that's to the United States. That's right. There. That's why everybody's coming here. So the other thing I failed to mention too, let me see. It says annual impacts of at home 77% charging, which I'm assuming means that you're going to be charging at 77% of the time. So the other 
23% of the time they're saying you're going to charge somewhere else. Is that what they're probably? Uh, probably so. And so I mean, 75, 25, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, you know, realistically, uh, 99.9%. I would think so. Uh, I mean, you think why, why? How, how many, I guess people go on longer trips than, yeah. you know, yeah. more often than I do. Right. But, uh, but yeah, that's, that's yeah. one of those that, uh, yeah, 99% of my charging has been at home. Of course, I've got an 8 mile battery. Right. Um, it's not like I'm, if I go up to Cincinnati, yeah. typically we're taking my wife's car uh, because, you know, I would have to charge and have to charge yeah. and have to charge up there. So, yeah, it's, I, I, I get that. Yeah. So, $609.24. A, a bill increase is what they're saying. But here's the cool thing, which is what I felt like we did a good job of explaining and showing to the listeners with our long trip thing, as right. when you use gas versus an EV. Uh, your electric savings of driving an EV is $1,234. So you more than double make up for the increase in electric. Okay, so 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 your bill's going to go up. Mm -hmm. uh, what you're going to save? Yes. Does that include oil changes? I I would guess it would because it's labeled as driving electric savings. Oh, okay, yeah, I would factor that. In. So so they probably factored in as much as they could think of. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the longer this goes, I would think the the more savings that you're gonna like the first year. Um, you're not going to save as much as you would say the third year because um, maybe the car that you had needed a brake job or whatever. Right. And these EVs, the way that they're technology driven, there's a lot of, there's just near no maintenance on most of them. Am I right in right. saying that or? Right. There's very little maintenance. Right. And, um, and what maintenance there is, like you mentioned brakes. My brake pads are going to last a lot longer right. because I've got regenerative braking. Right. So ever since I let off the gas, my brake lights come on. Yeah. And I've got the the motor actually. Yes. Slowing me down. Yeah. So you're just not as hard on them, basically. No. So no. they're going to last longer. Yep. Yeah. So I feel like over time that savings gap is going to increase, probably. Right. Um compared to a gasoline vehicle but they've got they've got all three um category categories of vehicles here and it looks like uh with the pickup you're basically going to be right at a thousand dollars in savings so your bill is going to go up a thousand dollars but your savings should be two thousand dollars right. for the year that's that's uh you know yeah and they what they've done too is at the bottom of this they've had they've attached all the new federal consumer incentives, and there's a lot of them. There's four thousand dollars for a used EV now. Right. You can get their yeah, sip. Yeah. 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 Seventy five hundred for a new one. Um, it says the credits are going to last through twenty thirty two, so it's not like they're going to run out anytime soon. That's good. Yeah. Uh, Maybe I need to sell sell my car back to myself there you go can you do that you could sell it yeah we could we could do that i just don't uh well, i can sell it to you yeah and then yeah and then you can sell it to me we both take things. there you go there you go we just need a good account uh, we just admitted to uh 
attempted tax fraud. Uh, <laughs> and we're not going to do that. No. Uh, but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I guarantee you that it's been done many oh, I, times. I, I, I went down. In it. lots of I different went, scenarios. Yeah. Um, and then they might talk. Be one of those congressional loopholes. They, they, <laughs> they, they, they might be passing the Tesla back and forth. Right they now. could be. They yeah. could be. Oh wait, they don't pay taxes. No. <laughs> no. No. Not typically. Oh yeah. Okay, there you go. Yep. Uh, <laughs> that's a that's a dangerous digression that we're going off on there. Yeah. So um, <laughs> we got. More credits concerning uh, chargers and infrastructure, but you just have to research those. They don't go into great detail on those. Right, and uh, and I mean that's I think that's one of the the biggest things that we're trying to encourage anybody anyway. And the reason we're talking about this is educate yourself. Yes, and there's a lot of resources out there. I mean, there's all sorts of websites. Yep. There's podcasts, obviously. Yep. Um, there's even some some really good podcasts out there, <laughs> um, but um, you know, contact your local utility because let me tell you from from my vantage point, um, there's a lot of discussion, there's a lot of information, and um, you know, I I took it upon myself to educate my myself about um, EVs. And uh, actually, it was done kicking and screaming uh, at first, but then once it happened, I've been all in, and I've been educating myself far more than than maybe what the average position or the average yes. person in a different position. Yeah, uh, that's just the way I'm wired. Mm -hmm. But that being said, um, let's uh, let's wrap up this part of this discussion okay and uh and we'll pick it up uh how much we got we're just about done i would say that uh we've we've probably got enough maybe for another 15 minutes or so okay well let's uh let's break here and uh we'll be back with next episode and we will continue this discussion of what uh the rappahannock co-op in virginia figured out when they started investigating EVs on their system. So until next time, bye.